Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. folks good morning good evening good afternoon we are back again this is roguenews.com and we have with us the man of the hour who needs no introduction whatsoever it's the one and only Harley schlanger you can find him at the larouche organization.com the larouche organization.com as well as the schiller institute.com schiller institute.com and with that being said harley there are so many things going on where do you want to begin the economy is buckling markets are tanking inflation is burning uh, where do you again? No. And and, and don't, uh, worry about it. don't worry about it. V. Biden's got it under control. He does. Did you know that he went on a comedian show and says we have the biggest, fastest growing economy in the world, in the world, in history, in history. Oh yeah, we're so great. It's well, amazing. He, he's a little confused between inflation and real economic growth. I think. Well, you know, when the gas prices are near, you know, $8 a gallon in some spots of the country, it, it shows that it's real economic growth and that purchasing power has increased. Oh, yeah, yeah. People are still on the road, so it must be a recovery. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's so much demand. It's incredible. I, it I think the most important thing he said in his speech last week was that he's one thing he's learned is you have to give the Fed independence to do what they're going to do. And the irony is he said this after Yellen admitted that she completely missed the prospect of hyperinflation, as did Powell, as both of them are now saying that, well, well Yellen is saying we're going to have inflation with us for a long time, so it's not transitory. So you're giving the people who are largely responsible for the mess that's led to this uh, accelerated rate of inflation you're giving them complete control. Now, what are they going to do? They're going to protect the people who uh, run the Federal Reserve, which is the private banking system, the hedge funds, the Jamie Dimon network. And Dimon is out there kind of joking about how a hurricane's coming, but don't worry, we're, we're buffered, but you'd better brace yourself. No, it's a hurricane's coming, Harley. I think the correct translation is a hurricane is coming. You better bend over and smile. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 And, you know, again, here's a person whose bank is one of the key agencies responsible for this. And, you know, I, I think at the same time, I was just looking the last couple of days at what's going on in Europe. All of a sudden, Olaf Schultz is in the Balkans trying to work out an arrangement between Kosovo and Serbia. Now, why is this such a hot issue for him? Well, because in Germany, inflation is, has taken off and there's fights breaking out between members of his 
uh, cabinet, the different parties. Then you had the French elections where, uh, again, Macron did not get a majority in the parliament. Uh, you know, the actual vote for Macron was about 26%. So you've got these governments in Europe that are in trouble. So after this meeting in uh, Serbia, uh, Draghi, Mario Draghi, the prime minister of Italy, who's one of the key operatives of the European Union, is going to go to Israel, and then he's going to join up with Macron and Schultz in Kiev. Now, there's a lot of speculation about what they're going to do there, whether they're going to tell Zelensky it's time for him to leave, it's time for him to wave the white flag, or whether they're going to say double down. Uh, double no down. Knows- I mean, well, you, have, you have Victoria, Van- the Van der Lunen, the, the crazy uh, lady, Van der Looney. Van der Looney yeah. was there wearing a, a bulletproof vest and a flak jacket, uh, looking like uh, G.I. Jane uh, <laughs> as she was meeting with Zelensky. Uh, and, and, and Zelensky's like, don't you see now? You have to let us into the <laughs> You have to let us into the EU. So NATO wasn't good enough. So now he's trying the EU angle. These morons are going to die on a Ukrainian hill, it looks like, Harley. Well, and the reports coming in show that there's no way for the Ukrainian army to prevail. And I, I just heard on BBC today, they were talking about how uh, the fight is intense, but the Ukrainians are standing their ground. Well, they're, they're not exactly standing their ground. They're going under the ground in burial plots in, in record numbers for this uh, special military operation. The, the question is, is there a way out of this without something that looks a lot worse than the Afghan withdrawal? And I, I think we're beginning to see a balloon being floated on this. The New York Times has run several articles in the last couple of days casting doubt about Ukraine's ability to prevail. Oh, yeah. Well, same thing. The Guardian had a, a story saying, if you keep losing these many soldiers, you won't have an army soon. They're losing a battalion a day, literally a battalion yeah. a day. And the fact that the New York Slimes, the, the dishrag of ill repute, has come out with multiple articles talking about this is literally signaling Right to the Brandon administration, the brain dead ideologues that are there, like the geniuses like Tony Blinken and whatnot, that hey, morons, here's an exit for you. Take the exit ramp, get yourself out of this mess because there's a massacre coming in the midterms. Well, and here's the, the other aspect of this is that two or two points one is that the ukrainians are running out of what they had of soviet era weaponry but the, i thought they loved javelins well they're, they're running out of that and the new weapons that are being sent in a lot of them are being interdicted they're being blown up they're being vaporized uh, they, they don't know how to use them yeah and so you have growing dissatisfaction with zelensky mm-hmm. and also the, the exposé of the nazis has uh, gotten out of control. They can't uh, keep it under cover. And then you have problems within NATO now. And the resupply is, is in trouble. And, you know, what's Biden going to do? Another $40 billion? So the, you have a, a collapse of this. Now, in the midst of this, one of the leading think tanks behind the war, the Royal United Services Institute, RUSI, 
hmm. which is the, the Queen's own uh, security and defense think tank. The, the president of Rusi is uh, Prince Edward, the Duke of Kent. They just put out two-part series on how to deal with the Russian assets. And on June 7th, they had a commentary from freeze to seize creativity and nuance is needed. And they say, we don't want to create a situation where the Russians can use this to gain sympathy because they've been looted. They've been robbed. And then they, on the 10th, they had a story, the complexity of seizing Russia's assets. So they're openly touting the fact that they're going to steal this. They're they're going to do whatever they have to, to try and degrade Russia. And meanwhile, the Russian economy, I wouldn't say it's exactly humming along, but compared to the West, they're doing pretty well. Yeah. And then you had two new fiascos from from Biden. One was the the uh, summit of the Americas, where many of the presidents of, of Central and South American countries didn't bother coming and they denounced it. And poor old Kamala Harris, who said she would take care of El Salvador, Guatemala and Honduras. None of those presidents showed up. This this was her big step onto the international arena, and it was a complete catastrophe. Then you had the from the African side, Macky Sall, the president of, of Senegal, who's also the head of the African Union. Yeah, went to Sochi to meet with Putin, and he came out. He went there saying, "Look, we're worried about the food supply. What can you do to help?" And Putin laid out what the Russians are going to do. He laid out that the problem is Ukraine. And then he laid out that the real problem is the green policy. Sure. Because they're destroying farmland, farmers. Uh, the anti-carbon policy is going to wreck fertilizer. And Putin said, we're willing to work with you. And afterwards, Mackie Saul said he was completely satisfied with Putin's explanation. And then he said, the West should stop these sanctions because that's what's starving people in Africa. 100%. It's morons who are in control of the interchanges of money globally and within the global interchange system that are screwing things up, where so many countries are pegged to the dollar and they have dollar as, uh, as Forex reserves. They're getting hammered, man. And, it, and, and this could be the, the crazy thing is all of this that's happening right now can still be fixed. Well, easily. And, you know, Putin had a Biden had his press conference on June 3rd, where he laid out his great strategy to uh, fight inflation. So that same day, Putin did an interview with one of the Russian TV stations. And I'm just going to read a couple of quotes because it was not only totally accurate, but it was funny. Uh, He was asked about is the military operation in Ukraine responsible for the food crisis and the energy inflation? And Putin said, quote, the money supply in the United States grew by $5.9 trillion in less than two years. And then he said, unprecedented productivity of the money printing machines. (laughs) He said, total cash supply grew by 38.6%. So it was a mistake made by U.S. financial and economic authorities Nothing to do with Russia's actions in Ukraine. Correct. He could have added that all of this happened before there were any Russian actions in Ukraine. Then he was asked about, well, what about the energy, the effect of uh, energy on food prices going up? 
And he said, well, this is because of the green policies of the European Union, which overestimates the capabilities of alternative types of energy, such as solar and wind. He said, these cannot be produced in the required amount with the required quality and acceptable prices. Yes. And he said, that's why this is happening. Then he attacked the, the way the banks are using the green policy to destroy productivity. He said banks stopped issuing loans because they were under pressure. Insurance companies stopped insuring deals. Local authorities stopped allocating plots of land for expanding production. And there was reduced credit for construction of transport, including pipelines. All of this led to a shortage of investment in the world energy sector and price hikes as a result. So Putin hits the nail on the head on every single one of these. And by the way, if you go through his speech, and I just wrote an article on this, and compare it to what Lyndon LaRouche laid out with his triple curve theory back in the 1990s about how monetary and financial aggregates are going through the roof mm -hmm. and the curve for production investment is collapsing, Putin is hitting this exactly. Yep. And then you have Sergei Glaziev in the Eurasian Economic Union talking about doing trade in national currencies in order to protect the productivity of these economies. So we're on the verge of a total transformation worldwide. And the, uh, the people in the United States and, and Europe are being denied any reporting, any competent reporting on this. Now, yeah. I, I just want to bring up one other aspect of this, how absolutely lunatic the uh, Warhawks are in the United States. This is from uh, Ben Sasse, the imbecilic Republican senator from Nebraska. He gave a speech on why we have to be prepared to go to war against China. And he said, oh, God, well, he said China is the biggest threat to the American led order. Let's pass a trillion dollar defense budget. Let's build a NATO for the Pacific. Yes. Let's streamline our intelligence agencies so we can win a shadow war with the Chinese Communist Party. Yes, Maybe because we, we have so much nascent talent in this country, Harley. Continue. Well, we have so much brilliant uh, analysts yes. and intelligence agencies. Mm. Then he said, let's arm the Taiwanese military to the teeth. Yeah, um, like we're doing to Ukraine. It's working out so well. Yeah. Let's you know, they, 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 they recovered. Part. Harley, they, they recovered cell phones from Ukrainian soldiers. They actually went into their Google search. You know what was yeah. the number one search in for Ukrainian soldiers on their personal cell phones when they recovered them? The number one search Be is, why don't javelins work? <laughs> I thought it was going to be beachfront properties on the in the uh, Riviera. Oh, no, that's only on Zelensky's. That's where... Oh. <laughs> that's when they promised him. Hey, go well, down, die on this hill, get a beachfront property on the Riviera... Or we'll just have the Azov Battalion machine gun you and your family. But go ahead, Harley. Well, and here's the sassy ended by saying, let's pair military partnerships with economic partnerships. That's what Biden tried to do with ASEAN, the Asian Economic Union. That's what he tried to do with the uh, Summit for the Americas. And no one was buying into it. Yeah. So then Sassy concluded by saying, we built an American order that saw us through the Cold War. We can build a new American order that will see us through the coming conflict with the Beijing tyrant. Somehow he missed what happened in Afghanistan, because what happened in Afghanistan Did is exist. a foretaste 
of what's going to happen in Ukraine. Yep, it's a foretaste of of a dying empire. And here's what kill here's what kills me about the American elites. And this is why they're so brain dead. This is why elites in the West are a bunch of morons. Every single if I were to walk into DC today, Harley, any single one of these think tanks, they are still waxing poetic about Desert Storm. That's like <laughs> they are literally waxing poetic about Desert Storm. It's so insane that Vietnam never happened. Korea never happened. Okay. Uh, uh, Afghanistan never happened. The, Iraq never happened. Syria never happened. All these strategic blunders and failures, which is what, which is what the United States military is known for, right? Never happened. Well, and then when you have generals who were actually involved in the fighting and saw this from the inside, when they come out and, and criticize the Ukraine deployment, they're called Putin puppets, uh, unreliable reporters. Yeah. Uh, and, and then on top of that, there's a whole new series of emails that have been hacked and, and leaked from Britain that have to do with the Syrian, the, the whole story in Syria of the fake stories about chemical weapons. Uh, Kit Clarenberg, I don't know if you, you are familiar with him, has this new story on the gray zone about the Institute for Statecraft and emails from the Foreign and Commonwealth Office about how the Brits have to play up the criminality of Putin in Syria in order to win people over to the Ukraine war. These people are insane. You know the funniest thing about the West? Imagine, if you will, a duplicitous, criminal, psychopath, drunk, drug addict who is an emaciated 110-pound man with tattered clothing, grime and dirt all over his face and body, and yet is going to some of the most elite dinner parties demanding that people join him in his affairs, join him in his ventures, join him in his prolunking globally, that you could trust his word, even though he's robbed you, pillaged you, lied to you, extorted to you. He, he's done everything to you, and the world's not buying it. The world's not buying anymore. and it, 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 It's comical at this point. Who believes these morons? And that's why they still, Harley, they're not only waxing poetic about Desert Storm, but they actually think that Kamala Harris is a competent woman, that they put her on the world stage to go talk to the ASEAN nations. They, go, they put her on the world stage to go talk to the Latin American nations. I, I don't really think that they're that insane that they think that. I, I think the problem is they don't have an option. They don't have an alternative right now. Yep. And they're trying to come up with something. You know, you have people who are supposedly erudite, like Blinken and Jake Sullivan, who are common criminals. Oh, yeah. You know, the fact that Sullivan was the one who put out the stories about the Alpha Bank for Hillary Clinton. You know, right. th this is you, know, you want to talk about something amazing. What he did to build Russiagate uh, should have him in prison. But other than the reporting that, well, this came out in the, the trial of uh, Sussman, other than reporting on that, no one's saying, why should anyone trust a guy who put out an obviously fake press release based on Hillary Clinton's campaign funding yeah. to run Russiagate against Trump? Why, why would people tolerate the idea that these are people who are competent? 
And I think one of the, the things we're seeing is the real brain drain is in the U.S. establishment. Correct. Absolutely and, right. And people like uh, um, former Senator Richard Black from Virginia, who's done some interviews with us recently on the situation in Ukraine, and he'd previously done interviews on Syria. What, what he told me the other day on a, an interview we did together, I just said, why are there not more active duty military people speaking out? Don't they recognize the problem? And he said, if there were some who did recognize it, they could speak out. But most of them don't because they they attain their rank by kissing ass. Yes. And looking for the future when they can get the jobs at Raytheon, like the defense secretary. Right. Right. So So you don't have an honest grouping that you used to have where at least there used to be fights within the military over what the policy should be. You've always had utopian lunatics like, uh, what's his name? The the guy who Curtis LeMay, who was saying we should bomb everybody in in the sixties. You've always had people like that. Another genius. Yeah. But you also had some serious thinkers who just said, what would we gain from that? And we're able to put the brakes on people like the Dulles brothers and, and Atchison and others who wanted to go headfirst into war. Now you don't have it. You know, Biden isn't running anything. Boris Johnson isn't running anything. It's these behind the scenes intelligence networks that are tied to the corporate and financial cartels. They know what they're doing. They probably are figuring out it's not going to work but they're going to double down anyway. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Harley, we had um, the numbers out of Germany in terms of what Germans are paying right now year over year for food and for energy is absolutely disheartening to say the least. Well, I can tell you that, that, uh, my social security payments don't go very far anymore in Germany. Yeah. Uh, but the, you just put up on the screen the new article that I wrote on how all of this was known that this would happen when Lyndon LaRouche developed his triple curve theory. Mm-hmm. And people can go to that. And in the article, then, I review the comments of Biden on his so-called plan to fight inflation uh, compared with Putin's plan. And I think we're going to have another one of our conferences this weekend, this Saturday and Sunday. The Saturday session will be really quite extraordinary because we're going to have a strategic panel in the morning. I think it's going to start at either 10, 9 or 10 Eastern time. It'll be up on the Schiller Institute website by tomorrow when it will be. And then in the afternoon, an economics panel. And I would encourage Anybody who wants to hear some serious thinkers on these questions, uh, go to SchillerInstitute.com and and register. It's an online conference. What we're trying to do, the, the question we're posing now is that we're seeing three of the four leading powers on the planet moving out from under the dollar system, Russia, China, and India. We're seeing countries like Indonesia, Nigeria, South Africa, Brazil, also looking for an exit ramp. What about the United States? We should have been the first one on the exit ramp. Instead, (laughs) we're the ones enforcing the idiocy of the Federal Reserve 
And the Federal Reserve is not an independent agency. It operates on behalf of the largest speculative banks and financial institutions who own it. So, you know, people who think the Fed is independent, like, you know, Biden's comments, you got to keep the Fed's independence. Someone, I think it's probably too late for him to figure it out. But the American people have to know the real story about these things. And I would suggest going to our website and, and going to this event uh, on Saturday and Sunday. If you can't make it Saturday and Sunday, it'll be archived. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, it's definitely important to go there and check it out. Harley, any uh, closing comments you'd like to say before we close out the show? Well, I don't know. I, I Oh, yeah, actually, uh, we, we pulled off something that was the impossible, hmm. which is that Diane Sayre, who's running as a LaRouche independent, gathered enough signatures to get on the ballot for the U.S. Senate race in New York against Chuck Schumer. Oh, wow. Now, they increased the numbers, you know, the great democracy of New York State. This is one of uh, Governor Cuomo's last acts. They increased the petition signature requirement for an independent candidate statewide from 15,000 to 45,000 signatures because they figured no one could do it. And no one did it except us, the volunteers working with the LaRouche organization and working with Diane Sayre wow. got more than 45,000 signatures. They filed last Thursday. Uh, tomorrow's the deadline. If Schumer doesn't challenge it, she's going to be on the ballot against him. I should just fly back to New York and, and vote because I'm still a, a resident. <laughs> well, and anybody who's in New York, Contact the Sarah for Senate campaign because Schumer is at the center of this. Remember, Schumer was the one on behalf of the intelligence community who warned Trump before the inauguration that the don't go against the intelligence community. They can get you six ways from Sunday. That's who Schumer is. Yeah. He's, well, he's, yeah, Schumer is also the guy who threatened Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. Well, and he's a, a representative of organized crime. Uh, a representative of the, the worst side of the uh, Israeli government. And on top of that, he's in the pocket of the banks. So here's a chance. If people keep saying, well, who do we vote for? We don't have anything. Check out Sarah for Senate, S-A-R-E for Senate. And I'll, I'll arrange to have her come on the program. Yeah, I would love for, for to, to interview her. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So, don't think there's no alternative. The question is, do we have enough thinkers and people with courage out there to take the opportunity and run with it? Yeah, exactly correct. Very well said. Harley, thank you so much for joining us. And once again, folks, it is Harley Schlanger. You can find him over at the LaRoucheOrganization.com, LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as SchillerInstitute.com, SchillerInstitute.com. Go there. Click on the site, you know, join their mailing list. You can be alerted to many of the seminars and symposiums that they that they run year in, year out, month after month. It's amazing. Harley, thank you so much for joining us, folks. Enjoy the rest of your day. And CJ, take it away. <laughs>